Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Empowered Life Podcast, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizek. Right, welcome to the next episode of the Empowered Life Podcast. Lisa Pizik here, and I have Lauren Jono, who is a certified high-performance coach in the house with me. And before I tell you all about her, we're going to be talking about the three things that I've noticed has been a trend that is really holding people back from getting what they want in their life, getting in the best shape of their life, putting themselves out there in their business, just doing things that they've always wanted to do and they're afraid to do it. They're afraid. They don't have the courage or they don't have the energy or they don't have the productivity. And today, Lauren and I are going to be chatting about those three topics and give you some great takeaways that you can go and make change right after this podcast. So Lauren, Lauren, thanks for being with me. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be awesome. Oh my goodness. And Lauren is such a gem. I have to tell you quickly that I had a group coaching call before I even knew about anything that Lauren does. And she coached me live and she was like, when are you going to go contact that publisher to get your book out? And I was like, I don't know. Came up with the date, came up with the plan, contacted that publisher. And a couple months later, the book was out. So it's amazing what a coach that holds you accountable. And when you know you need to do stuff, you just like don't want to do it. But when somebody actually tells you about it, you go and you'll do it and amazing things will happen. So that's what we want to bring about on this podcast. You're going to take it, you're going to learn, and you're going to go. So Lauren is an international certified high performance coach. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's a trainer. And she transforms you to a bolder life. I love that. We all need to be bold in our life. And she's worked with all sorts of clients, moms, dads, executives, athletes, nationally ranked athletes, seven-figure entrepreneurs, Hollywood actresses, rocket scientists, and Fortune 500 companies. So she knows her stuff. You've got a degree in education. You're a certified holistic nutritionist. And you are you still a personal trainer? You were a personal trainer. I was, yeah. Yes, you came from the health and fitness space, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You've got a post-grad certification in cognitive behavioral therapy, personality mapping and strengths, and you trained under one of the top pioneers in genetics, looking at the impact on our DNA, on personality, behaviors, habits, and eating patterns. So fascinating. But this is what I love the best, Lauren. You help people rediscover their authentic self define their significance and their purpose and build upon their strengths to achieve what they most desire. Amazing. Like there's no better qualified person right now to speak to us about all these things. And I know y'all can't see her because we're on podcast, but she's got the most biggest, beautiful, loving smile, which I love. Like, you know, you're in good hands with someone who wants to help you. So that's about you. Man, I love it. So let's just dive right in and like tackle that elephant in the room, which is courage, 
right? Even when I say fear, I can sense listeners already going, (gasps) and they're thinking about something that they know they should do. And they get that spur of the moment, whether it's in business, they're like, I should make that call. I should launch that thing. Or, you know, in their health, they're like, I should really change this habit. But then they talk themselves out of it. So what's one thing they can do when they know what they need to do, but that fear starts to set in? How can they kind of biohack that a little bit and reroute themselves? So my perspective with fear is, and I think you know, any, almost any time that we're not doing something that we want to do or we know we need to do, there's an underlying fear. Because if we weren't afraid, we would do it. And so people get afraid of fear, right? Mm. And my perspective of it is, is that if there's fear, to me, that tells me that I'm on the right path, mm. that this matters to me. This is important to me because if I had no fear and I was just ah, like, so what if I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't, doesn't really matter. Then to me, like that's not where I need to be. Mm. So that shift in perspective kind of gets me excited. Well, if I'm afraid, then this is right. This is where I need to be. This is what I need to be doing. So what's holding me back. Mm. And so I think that perspective shift can help a lot. Huge. And then it's looking at and getting honest with what are we really afraid of? And in high performance coaching, one of the frameworks that we work with around this is that when we look at fear, um, it really comes down to three things, right? And, you know, this is, you know, Brendan Bouchard's like genius in creating these frameworks and breaking things down. And, it's, it's typically one of three things. We're either afraid that we're going to lose something, right? And so, again, I always try and get my clients to look at it from two perspectives because they always look at what they've got mm-hmm. and afraid of losing what they've got. Mm-hmm. And the way I like for them to switch it around is, if you don't do this thing, mm. what are you going to lose? Mm. Right? So what are you not going to have? What are you going to regret? And nine times out of ten, when we look, shift that perspective, the thought of losing what they don't have is almost always greater than the fear of maybe losing what they feel they do have. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's just it's taking the time to think that through and taking the time to get really honest with yourself and kind of go a little bit deeper um, is so important. And then often we're afraid, like, we don't know how we're going to do it. Like, I've got, you know, I need to lose 30 pounds or 40 pounds or 50 pounds or 10 pounds, and it just seems so daunting. And it just, the, the journey seems so long and it seems so hard or we don't know how to do it. And so to me, it's just breaking it down one step at a time. You know, I remember um, when I was doing marathon running and the training program that, that, I, that I had was, it was a 10-1 program, right? So run 10 minutes, walk one minute. And so no matter what distance I was doing, whether it was, it was a 5K run or a 20K run or a 30K run or miles, whatever you, you're using, yeah. I, I just, whatever it was, I broke it down 10-1. I just got to get through the first 10 minutes and then the next 10 minutes. And so it's the same with whatever journey we're on, whether it's in our business, in relationships, in our health. If we can just break it down into those smaller pieces 
and just tackle one at a time, then that process is so much easier. Mm, I love that. And then the other is like, I think we're always afraid of the outcome. Will we get it? Will it be, will the grass be greener on the other side? Yep. And the perspective shift that I love to give my clients on that is, is they often don't take action because they're afraid they won't get the outcome that they want. Mm. And so the perspective shift I try and get them to see is right now, and it seems like a silly question, but right now, do you have the outcome you want? And the answer is always no, because they haven't taken any action, right? right. And so, so my question is, is that if you take action and worst case, it totally bombs out and you don't get the result you want, are you any, are you in any worse of a position than you are now? And most often, and almost always, the answer is no. Right? Mm-hmm. But then the perspective shift is, are you in a better position? And often they go, no, I'm not in a better position. But when I work with them, I go, actually you are. Because even if things bombed out, you learned something. Yes. And that's going to be valuable to you moving forward. So even if you didn't get the result that you want, you learned something and therefore your outcome is better than if you hadn't started. And so if we can just look at, you know, taking the next step and, and being courageous and, and have those shifts in perspective, then all of a sudden it's not so scary and it's easier to do it. Yes. So courage is really a mindset shift and action taking is yes. what helps you get past it. So that's my perspective. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great perspective because I'm looking at this like page of notes that I just took from what you said. And some things that jumped out at me was when you get afraid, you know, you're on the right path and you should ask yourself, how can I actually be excited about this? Because I know that this is where I'm meant to be. And if I wasn't scared, then it means I wouldn't care. And then I'm not doing what I've been called to do or what I want to do. And you got to think it through and break it down to one step at a time, little by little by little. And you're always going to learn something by taking that action. Cause you're right. If you never take that step, you're not going to learn anything and you're always going to live in that space of fear. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So energy though, People are like, I need energy to take some action. I need energy to think it through. I need energy to plan because really you're planning through that courage. You're like, okay, I might not know how to take the next five steps, but I could plan to take the first step. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of make sure that you're energetically, so we talked about mindset, but your body always has to be ready and your brain and your body are connected. So what are some ways that, you can one-up your energy around getting the courage to do these things or to make that change. And this is like, an, this is like it's, it's interesting, but it's not that we're talking about this because energy is something I've struggled with my entire life. Mm-hmm. Is, oh, no matter when I've been at my absolute healthiest, fittest, when I've been at my worst energy, like I remember even as a seven-year-old kid, just being, you know, tired. And it's, so it's always something I've struggled with. So I'm very passionate about this topic. Um, and so I think we have to identify 
is it our physical energy that's holding us back or is it our mental or emotional energy? Mm. Because again, they all connected, right? Mm. And they all impact each other. Mm. If I'm mentally fatigued, it's going to be hard to engage in what I need to do. If I'm physically fatigued, it's going to be hard to do the mental work. So we need to figure out where's it breaking down. And for some people, it may be like everywhere, right? It's the mental and the emotion, the physical, but oftentimes like it's more one than another. Yeah. And then, and I know this sounds, you know, so simple, but I think people really underestimate the simple, small habits doing them consistently. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when, when I used to do a lot of nutrition work, Mm-hmm. People would come to me and they'd want like the, the most detailed, in-depth, like how many grams of this and milligrams of this and this nutrient. And they wanted like, the, you know, like this intense and kind of as a metaphor, but they were still eating McDonald's. Right. So I'm going, just let's get you eating natural, healthy food before we worry about the, the minutia of it. And I think people underestimate that. Mm. That small, simple changes, if you do them consistently, can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And so what are the small, simple changes that you need to make to give you more energy? Mm. And I just, I just, for everyone who's listening, don't be that person that is right now going, oh, I've heard that, I've done that, I've tried that, right? Because then you're not in a place to grow. Yep. And you may have heard it and you may have done it and you may have tried it, but have you done it consistently? Have you tried it for long enough? Right? And that's like if I think if people take nothing else away, that is to me a critical piece. Yeah. And that breaks it down again, like what we just talked about with fear. It really is the small little steps that add up. And I think one huge aha for me that I'd never thought about it this way is that what came out for me was that not all, not all energy is created equal. Mm-hmm. Like when you're talking about the physical, the mental, the emotional, you're right. Your body could be in tip top shape, but if you have huge stressors in your life, that's a dream or vice versa. You might not have a lot of stress in your life, but if you're eating poorly, not moving, not taking care of yourself, that's a dream. So really, it's almost like that three pieces of the pie, the physical, the mental, and the emotional all have to be in check if you want to get to that next level. So it's almost a little bit of, and I know in high performance, we do this, that self-assessment. Mm-hmm. Of what is the biggest drain right now? Is it my physical health, my mental health, and my emotional health? And once you've got that, then what are those small tweaks or small things that you can do to make a change? You're right. People think that it takes the sun, the moon, and the stars. And then when they can't do the sun, the moon, and the stars, because not many people can, right? We're busy individuals. We balance a lot of balls. Then you go, ah, forget it. It's too hard. It's not worth it. I'll never be successful. And you go back in that, that fear mindset, right? So it really is connected. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say after that assessment, physical, mental, emotional, what's like the first thing 
that you think, like, how can they one up their energy? What do you think are like some, some like first things? We know you got to move. We know you got to eat healthy. Is there anything that you're like, this is what I would, is sleep? Like, what is it that you think they should tackle first in terms of energy? Well, I think they've got to tackle first where they're struggling most. Mm. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's also, it's going to, if your nutrition's good and you've got that dialed in, then it's always going to be easy or easier to one-up that. Yes. Right? So you've got to think, like, where do you know you, if it kind of breaks down the most. So I know for me, it's mental fatigue, right? Because my mind just doesn't stop. I'm always thinking, I'm worrying, I'm this, I'm that. Like, my mind just doesn't stop. Like, even at night, like, I dream the most crazy, crazy dreams I can remember in the next morning. I could it's so mentally I know that's where the fatigue is so for me meditation or something equivalent is critical mm-hmm. and so even though I may not get the workout in or I may like my nutrition may not be exactly what it needs to be on a particular day but if I don't get the meditation in then like there's almost like no hope yeah so I think you have to really again and it's that self-awareness mm-hmm. right what where do you feel that you know what's impacting you most or what's draining you the most and deal with that yes and where do you want to move to right because I know some people that I coach once they get all that in like maybe it's sleep they're like I sleep four hours a night and I'm like oh man then before we tackle your fitness or your nutrition let's tackle your sleep they start feeling better and they're like oh my gosh I didn't realize how bad I felt Like, you know, sometimes people normalize that like grotty feeling or, you know, we don't pay attention to the clues that our body is giving us, right? And so what I've done with some clients as well is because you're right, you can normalize how you're feeling and you can have that, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm coping on four or five hours of sleep, but we know there's not a piece of research that doesn't say that that is going to compromise you. Yeah. So what I'll do with my clients, I'll say, okay, just humor me just for one month, one month, just get six hours of sleep. And it's exactly what you said. They come back and it sucks because if you, you don't know what you don't know. So if you've never felt what it's like to feel energized and get that sleep, then it's hard to know what you're shooting for. Yes. So sometimes you just got to, yes, you may be getting away with whatever you're doing, but at some point it is going to catch up and it is catching up with you even now that you may not realize it. Yeah. And I'm sure as a coach, you hear in the most loving way, a lot of excuses like, oh, I have toddlers or, oh, I work full time or, oh, you don't understand, right? Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. I can't do what you're asking me to do. How do you help them make that flip when they've come up with all, is, is it that visualization, like going back to that, you know, fear and courage thing? Or how do you help them when they, when they're like, I, there's no hope for me. I can't do it. Okay. So I think it, again, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm. So it's looking at, well, what everyone can do something. Ah. Well, what everyone can do something. So what's the something that you can do? Mm. And I also think it's, we, again, this comes around to being honest in terms of sometimes I think we use that as 
how can I put it? So the excuse kind of keeps us safe because mm. if we don't have that excuse and we go and try and do what we want to do and for whatever reason it doesn't go the way we want it or we're not initially as successful as we want, we've got nothing to come back on. But if I can say, oh, well, the reason my business isn't succeeding or my business isn't growing because I'm so tired and I'm so tired because I've got toddlers, then it's a, it's, it's a legitimate um, reason. Yeah. But if you go, man, I did everything. I got to sleep. I put it all out there and it still didn't work or it's not going as quick. Then I think for a lot of clients, that's a tougher um, truth to have to deal with. Mm. And so I think we have to look at, is there part of that that's going on that's kind of fueling the excuse? Uh, now, if that's not a loving kick to the behind, <laughs> I love that truth. Your excuses keep you safe. Ooh, that's huge. If that's not like a journaling session in itself, why, why do I keep feeding into this excuse? What am I afraid, back to that fear, what am I afraid of losing? What am I afraid of the worst case outcome? And I love that you said, again, breaking it down, that's that theme into those small bits. Everyone can do something. Yeah. So the kick in the pants is that the excuses keep us safe, but the empowering piece around it is that you don't got to stay there. You can do something. You just have to find your something. Because how many times do we see that? That Mary down the street said, do this, and this started working for that person, and you know, especially as moms, it's like every mom wants to tell you how to parent your children and what works for your kid. And sometimes what works for someone else isn't going to work for you. Right. And so that also comes back to trusting yourself. Mm. And that takes courage, right? Because if everyone around you is doing one thing and maybe it is working for them, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for you. So what's your variation on it? Mm -hmm. And then it's having the courage, like if all the other moms are giving their kids one thing to eat and you know that your kid's not, it's not working, it's having the courage to do something different. Yes. And it's, and it's no different with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something that, you know, Brendan says, have that ability that you'll figure it out. I, whenever I get challenged, I know personally when I get coached, because I, I have a lot of fear sometimes around things. Energy of good, but sometimes fear, my brain goes to like, oh my God, what if, right? And then I, they, they always take me to that, okay, what if? What if that happens? And I always find a way to say, but I'll figure it out. I'll make yeah. it happen. So thing is to think about... Even if the, the worst possible thing you can imagine happens, even if it does happen, which it almost never does, but just say it does, how will you cope with it? Yeah. And you, can, you, you know that you'll be able to cope with it, which we all can because especially as women, we're resilient and we get up every day because we kind of don't have a choice, right? Yeah. That you Just trusting that whatever life hands you, mm you will have the support and the ability to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? What's your definition? We bring up that word resilient. I love that word. What's your take on resiliency? What does it mean to me? Yeah, I'm putting, I, and just so you know, guys, I'm putting Lauren on the spot. We did not rehearse this. We were like, this is going to free flow. Um, 
I, resiliency, like I think it's one of my biggest strengths. I, there's no ways I would be where I am if I wasn't resilient. And to me, it is just not giving up when you're not supposed to give up. Sometimes we need to give up. Sometimes the smartest thing to do is to walk away from something to quit. But only you're going to know if you're walking away because it's the right thing to do or you're walking away because it's hard. Mm. And so to me, resiliency is um, believing in myself. It's being determined to get where I want to get. It's having the vision of where I want to go. And I'm going to make it happen no matter what. Mm. So it's like necessary that you push through that fear, you raise your energy, you yeah. meditate, like you say, to give your brain a rest. You've made it like a non-negotiable thing yes. in your life. Yeah. I love that. So listeners, you got to figure out what are the non-negotiables in your life so that you can be resilient. Oh, I love that. So pushing past fear, one up in our energy, excuses keep us safe, but everyone could do something. Now we're getting into that productivity, that doing that something, something that people are like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. You know, I'm, in, I'm watching Netflix and I'm answering the emails. And I know a lot of my listeners, and I did it too, we feel so good about ticking off those to-dos. We say yes to everything because we feel so good when someone needs us. How do you identify those needle-moving things? Or how do you get more productive with those things that are necessary and matter in your life? So I just have to, um, just an aside, like the to-do thing, I'm, I'm so wired that way Yes. that if I do something that's not on my list, even after I've done it, I'll go put it on my list just so I can check it off. Ah. So I totally get that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the to-dos are not necessarily going to be what's going to move us forward. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, but they need to get done. So there's, you know, no doubt about it, the maintenance to-dos, the grocery shopping, the laundry, like all those things, they need to get done. Mm -hmm. But what most people do is they put that first and then somehow there's never time to do the stuff that's going to move you forward. So I think some key things are is to every day remind yourself of why you're doing the needle-moving things. So whatever your goal, your project is outside of family and life and maintenance and, and just keeping going, Mm-hmm. What, what, why are you doing it? Because if we lose connection to the bigger reason, then it's so easy to understand why that always gets put aside. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the strategies that I, that I work with my clients and um, is, is every day. So this comes back to just one thing, right? Every day, to do one thing, no matter how big or small, one phone call, whatever it is, that's going to move things forward. Because then at the end of the day, even if none of the other big stuff got done, you know you did one thing to move things forward. Yeah. 
And so it's prioritizing that in your day. And, you know, and thinking about, like, does the laundry, does it have to get done today? Probably not. Like, maybe sometimes it does, but probably not, right? And just caring enough about yourself and your dream to block that time. Like, literally, even if it's half an hour. Mm -hmm. And... The question I love to ask my clients is to sit down and think about what's at stake if you don't move the needle. Because time is going to go by. The year is going to go by. Another year is going to go by. Another year is going to go by. And so if you don't move the needle, what's at stake? Or what's it going to cost? Or what are you going to lose out on? And to keep connected to that because that will help with the resilience, that will help with the discipline, that will help with the motivation. But we, it's so easy to lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. So you need to find a way every day to remind yourself of what, what are you fighting for? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so many times, you know, we hear the word regret and we think that's such a negative thing, which it is. But regret can also be a motivator. And that's kind of what that sounds like, right? Like, what's at stake if you don't move the needle? Are you going to lose money? Are you going to lose time? Are you going to lose energy? Are you going to lose whatever it is if you don't make that move? That's a huge, huge, huge guiding question. And I think, I don't know if your clients ever say this, but they struggle with saying no. Like, it's okay to say no to things and people that don't serve you and you may upset people. You know, it might not be your intent, but you know, sometimes I know my moms, they're like firefighters, right? They're like solving everybody's problems. And then they feel like they didn't do that thing that moved the needle. So in terms of productivity, how can we help people figure out what they truly need to say yes to and what they like, how do you know whether it's like, I should be putting out that fire or I shouldn't be putting out their fire? Are there any guiding questions or anything we can help them with there? Well, I think you, first of all, you need to know what are your goals? What are the projects that you're working on? Mm -hmm. And your project may be your kids. That's, you know, your responsibility. But another project may be um, building your business, building your online business, right? Another project may be your health. So if those are the three priorities, Mm-hmm. then, you know, Brendan always says this, right? The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Then that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And any time you're saying yes to someone else, then you have to ask yourself, yes to someone else that's not aligned with those things. Mm-hmm. If you're saying yes to someone else, then you have to also be willing to say, I'm saying no to my dream. I'm saying no to my health. And am I okay with that? And this may sound selfish, but I think we do have to be selfish because otherwise we're just going to be reacting and, you know, responding to everyone else's, what everyone else needs. And so, yes, we have to say no. And sometimes people are not going to like it. But, again, you you can't take that on. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's no it – may, it may be no – not no, never, yes. but no, right now. 
Mm-hmm. Right? But then at the same time, there are going to be times where, you know, someone who you care about and love about needs you for something and you will drop everything. Mm-hmm. But are you drop like, how often are you dropping everything? And, and really like, again, get honest with that. And so what I like to have a conversation with my clients about when it comes to, to like these distractions or these fires is what are you avoiding that makes the distraction or the other fire more appealing? Mm. Right? Because again, I think, and not again, this is not all the time, but I think often the thing we know we need to do or want to do is hard. It is going to take us out of our comfort zone. It's going to put us in the face of rejection. It is going to put us in the face of failure. And so that is not an easy path to go down. And so when something else comes up that, you know, needs to get done or we'll feel good about doing, we can very quickly justify, oh, well, my friend needed me or I had to go do this thing. And we feel good about doing it because it is a good thing we're doing. Right. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we were so happy that that thing showed up (laughs) because in comparison, it was maybe an easier thing to do than what we know we needed to do. And so we have to get honest with ourselves. Wow. That is huge. I hope everybody wrote that down. The perspective when you're saying yes to someone else, you're saying no to your dream. And then that guy in question, what is making that fire more appealing to you that you're avoiding what that needle moving thing is that you want to do. And I love how you're like, trust yourself, get honest with yourself, get real with yourself, right? Because no one else is going to do it for you, but you. And no one can do it because you're the only person that knows. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I love all the guiding questions that we're giving people because these are all activities and it's like, take the time to sit down. Don't avoid that. Don't avoid when something pops up. Don't avoid not exploring that a little bit deeper or unpacking that a little bit more. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Lauren, what are you most excited about in the, like, we're like, how are we a quarter through the year? Can you believe it? It's like, we're going into April. We're going into spring. Like, I can't believe it. Right. I was just doing a gut check with myself and I'm like, am I on path to where I want to be? Because it's not January. We're going into April. You know, speaking of productivity, what are you the most excited about? That's like coming up in 2018 or something big there. I mean, it could even be something little that's happening. What are you most excited about? So I'm going to share something little. Yes, truly, like most exciting for me is I'm getting a puppy in a few weeks' time. Oh yes! And I'm I've I've wanted to do that have for over a decade, and finally the time is right. And it's interesting we're talking about productivity because I know that that Mm. is going to impact my productivity. So I'm already thinking ahead, like, so how am I going to manage all of this? Because this is going to be a huge change for me I don't have kids and um you know I typically um my life is my life you know so so that I'm super excited about I'm also super excited I've got a monthly membership program and we're really um growing that and just helping you know more women just live that empowered life the same as you are so those are probably the two things that I'm most excited about right now what kind of puppy is it I'm getting a mini labradoodle oh 
so cute. Do you have a name picked out yet? Or are you going to wait till you see? I have a couple of names in mind, but I'm going to wait until I see which puppy I actually end up getting. Oh, that's so yeah. exciting. And yeah, I remember when we were booking this, you were like, I think we should do it on this day because <laughs> if we do it this day, I'm going to have a crazy puppy. I remember that now, right? Yeah. But that's so key that, you know, what that tells me is that A, you're planning ahead, but B, you wanted to be fully present here. That you didn't want to be distracted with the barking puppy or the, you know, puppy, well, you'll learn, right? You'll know, puppy's got to go pee at all crazy times and that whole bit, right? That you wanted to fully be present and alive and here with our listeners. And then when you get your puppy, you can be fully present and alive with that puppy. And that's so key, right? Is being present and giving all. I think that leads to a lot more satisfaction when you know you can give your all, you know, in the moment that you're in it. You know, again, going back to productivity, multitasking is that myth, right? Where you think you could be doing a million things at once and that never works out, right? And so, and on that note is for, for your listeners to think about, because I think we've all had an experience at some point in our life, right, of being that super productive person. Mm-hmm. Whether it was way back in college or whenever it was, but we, we've, I think we've all had that experience. And so I think what's helpful to think about is, What was the environment like then that allowed you to be productive? And how can you try and recreate that now? Mm. Because our environments impact our productivity. So if we know the ideal environment that we need or that's helped us to be productive in the past, how can you bring that into the present? So again, comes back to what we've been saying the whole time is awareness and taking the time to think about these things. That's why... I love coaching and I love podcasts like this because it causes people to just pause and really think about these things. None of these things happen by chance. Yep. And so these listening to podcasts like this are are so important. Mm -hmm. And these are the ones that I go back to over and over and over again. I revisit. We were just talking about High Performance Academy. I'm like, every time I go to that, I, you know, he teaches the same sort of con Brendan teach Brendan, Brendan Bouchard, right? We're yeah. talking about, he teaches the same sort of concepts, but I take something away from it different every time I go because we evolve in our life. We change in our life, you know? So it's always going back to things like this and being willing to raise that awareness, trust yourself, go do something, use these guiding questions and all of the above. And what you just said is so important as well, I think, is that, as you said, like, you know, you go to HPA, High Performance Academy, multiple times, you always learn something, right? Because we are always changing. We are always, hopefully, growing. And that's also an important thing to recognize is because the person who got you where you are today Mm. is essentially not the person who's going to get you to that next level. We are going to have to stretch. We are going to have to grow. We are going to have to do things we haven't done before more consistently, better. And so we need to think about that, right? Who is the person that I need to grow into so that I can both achieve what I want and I can handle what I get, Mm. right? Because as we step up and we become more successful, whatever that definition of success is, then there are going to be other things that are, are going to come at us and how are we going to handle that. And so we need to be thinking forward, right, mm-hmm. so we can be prepared and grow into whatever it is that we're working towards. 
Ooh, I love that. That's incredibly aspirational. And I love that. Who is the person I need to grow into? That raises you to that higher level thinking. And when I think about that, we all have our thing, but it's like, I think about my son. I think about my family. I think about the people I'm going to coach. Like, I'm sure you think the same thing. It's like, sometimes when you frame it from there too, you think about yourself. But I think about if I could aspire to grow into that, you know, more rested, more energetic, more productive, more courageous person who's going to benefit from that too right Mm. so that's an absolutely amazing guiding question lauren i have to have you back on this podcast because like i don't know if you can see the sheet but it's like i've got so listeners can't see it but i got like a full page i'm actually running out of room that i needed more so i need my book next time so many good actionable takeaways i love that we talked about those three pieces, courage, energy, productivity, and a whole bunch more along the way. Lauren, what's the best way if they want to get in touch? Is it through growth? Is it through you? Is it through Brendan? What's kind of the best way if anybody has follow-up, you know, questions or wants a little bit of help? What's Probably the, the easiest way to get hold of me is through my website and on Facebook. And then I can always direct things to where they, to the right area that they need to go to. Awesome. So I'll make sure I put all of that in the show notes. Thank you. That way everybody has it. And thank you for spending your time with me. My pleasure. I love this. I love talking about the stuff I could do it all day. So thank you so much for having me on your show. You got it. So we will definitely have you on again. Good luck. Although you don't need it with that puppy of yours. It'll be a fun, wild ride. But that's what life is meant to be, right? So Absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Go back. Re-listen to this. Take notes. Go take action. Because I know you can live empowered and you can do it. I believe in you. Lauren believes in you. Go, go, go. And we'll see you again next time. You've been listening to the Empowered Life Podcast. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.